Yeah. Trees are. Yep. I'm safe in this blood. I'm not who I was. He came to the hood. He showed me his love. I'm safe in this blood. 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 Hello, welcome to another episode of Culture vs. Kingdom where we help you navigate through the culture, the kingdom way. I got my boy Danny Love in the building with me. Danny, how you feeling? D-E and the side east, lit for Jesus. Got a Jesus <laughs> peace. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's start off, bro. Give me your hello for the for the week and your growing pain. Man, man, it's been a great week, man. My high of the week was just um getting back in this whip and getting into these chips um and just making a lot of great music my low of the week was um having to let go uh, of some things in my past and um trying to push forward from that and it's it's not easy but you know all things through christ what about you bro yes sir my my high for the week would be um prayer works <laughs> so the best way I can say it, bro. Prayer works. Like I was in prayer for some some things that I felt that I needed, and man, God came through with it. My low was the fact that the 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 fact that I didn't have what I what I needed, it affected my behavior. Right. So um, I think my my growing pain my growing pain in that would be just learning, and we talked about this learning how to be still. Right and wait on God, right? Not um, acting out because you don't have what you want, but waiting on God. And you you had told me something that really um helped me um focus on what you have instead of what you don't have. So so in the process of that, I wanna I wanna tell this story. Me and Dan was talking about off mic about me having a new truck, and and this is something that yeah. I really thought about, man. That God had really blessed me with, but I never really even thought about it. Right, cause I'm not really a material type person, but it was it was really a blessing. So Dan knows that me and my wife used to drive a small Chevy Spark. It was a very tiny car, <laughs> and I'm not a tiny person, people. <laughs> but we was rolling that thing in Florida, and we and we brought it to Chicago, and we've been rolling it in Chicago, and the car just started breaking down on us. Like everything started going bad on it, from the the heat. To to the um, the the alternator, the battery, and like every single thing, anything you can name was breaking down. So we got to a point where we had no choice but to purchase a new car, right? And we end up purchasing a brand new um 2022 Hyundai Santa Fe, right? And it's got a lot of a lot more bells and whistles than the small Chevy Spark does. So it's a lot more comfortable than driving, right? And I just really like. Like gloss over that in time because I'm like, you know, this is God, right? This is what he do. But it's a blessing because we were going through the winter and like without any heat in our car. And if y'all don't know, Chicago is very cold. And now when we have a fully functional truck, like when we go through this winter, we ain't gotta worry about being cold anymore. All right. So Amen. let's let's get a praise. That's one praise before I wanted to give let's give a appreciation to God right quick. Sorry, Dan, let's get into the first topic of the day, man. Um, seeing the good in people. Seeing the good yep. in people. You can start us off with this one. Yeah, so um, one thing, you know, the Bible says, and I'm actually going to look up the verse right now, that the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Um, and, you know, us as people, we inherit this sinful nature and... You know, we oftentimes, we talked about in our last episode, our judgmental of others. Mm. And this Bible verse is Revelation um, twelve ten, talking about the accuser brethren. And I heard a loud voice saying, Heaven now have come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down who accused them before our God day and night. So mm. the devil don't never stop trying to take us down. Remember, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And are we that different as human beings when we come at other human beings and seek to kill 
their reputations, seek to destroy their reputations, seek to steal from them their position of, you know, their blessings or whatever God has given them just because we don't like them or they did something wrong, hmm. uh, you know, whether they did it to us or not. And, you know, we need to stop doing that. God's love, we, we have all sinned and come short of the glory. The Bible says there is none good, no, not one. Yet, God sees good in us because he sees something worth saving in us. That's why he um, saves to the uttermost and wishes that no soul should perish. Hmm. So we should never wish ill. That's why we're told to pray for our enemies. We should never wish ill on others regardless of their wrongs. And, hmm. yeah, people, there's a lot of evil in this world. It's killers, um, rapists. It's... um you know people that are just violent and and torture people and terrorists and all sorts of things but we got to see the good in people period like mm -hmm. you know because you know sin is sin and we're all sinners and we're all in need of a savior and and the worst the people that we we deem the worst of this world they need Jesus just as much as we need Jesus there's there's no difference in the need and so we need to just uplift people in prayer and um, my pastor, one of my pastors I listen to from uh, Burn Bright Ministries, as, you know, I'm a member of Talking Rock Savage Chapel, but I also listen to Burn Bright Ministries, Pastor Joshua Pretty, he said the other day, we need to really start rooting for each other. Um, so yeah, like, let's stop the hating and let's, let's start the, um, the loving. We got to really show love. Like as Christians, you know, this whole culture versus kingdom thing, the culture is like, you know, Republicans versus Democrats and racism blacks versus uh, whites and even somebody i know in africa recently dealt with tribe versus tribe and you know we think of poor versus rich and we just we just break society down into all these segments and stereotypes and all these things and and every group feels like their opinion is the best that they're right that their ways that they govern themselves are superior to everyone else and the truth is we're all equal God God made all men equal that's what um here in America our country which is the only nation truly to be founded on the principles of Protestantism which which is freedom to worship God the way that we choose we were given equal rights in our constitution and so we're all equal and and it's important to treat people equally and and that means like that not only means treating people equally that do good to us but also those that don't those that we don't agree with and just seeing the good in them regardless of they did this thing they did that thing okay but let's pray for them because mm -hmm. there's something that Christ saw worth saving for them you know in that person regardless of the wrongs they've done and so we need to stop like having um political animosity and just animosity towards others in general just because they're of different opinions. And we talked about this even regarding abortion in the first episode, how we need to like love those that don't have the same viewpoint as Thanks. us and just pray for them. So Thanks. yeah, that's that's basically what I, I want to say is just let let's see the good in humanity in general. Like I see the good I'm gonna give one more example. Um Jay Z, like being in the Illuminati, you know, hmm. um, I've kinda came up being a Christian and just knowing about secret societies like basically looking down on all these people like for for the evil like i see like people like katie perry and sold her soul and jay-z and beyonce and all these people and we just think oh, how could they sell their soul for money and fame and they're so evil they join the illuminati and they're bringing people to the devil but you know like i i heard a, a snippet from one of jay-z's interviews um recently on a youtube short and you know just seeing the humanity in him you know seeing like the, the good and, that he was trying to promote in society. And I, I was just thinking like, you know, this, I need to stop um, like labeling people just cause they're Illuminati or cause they choose to worship the devil. They're still people like God, Jesus Christ still died for them too. Just like he died for me and they need Jesus just as much as me. And there's good in these people still. And, and I need to just pray for them. And I need to like not condemn people for being in the Illuminati or for choosing not to worship God and choosing their own way. Like, because Christ doesn't condemn them, and neither should I. Like, there's some, there's something, there's still something good in, in, in all people, regardless of their choices, you know? And that's what we need to see. We don't need to see the evil that they do, because Christ, God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. We need to see these people as as lovable. 
we don't need to like look at their actions and condemn them for their actions. We need to separate the actions from the person and, and always choose to love the person. Yes, sir. One time for knowing that Jay Z is good. <laughs> One time. <laughs> the main thing that that came to my mind when you were talking is when you see good in people, and this is I think the problem that we fall into when we start seeing good in people, we apply it to that person and not God. Mm. Right? Because people are only good because of God. So I, I have this saying, when you see good things that people do, credit that to God. Thank God for that. Don't don't thank them. And when you see bad things that people do, that's proof that they're not God. Mm-hmm. Right? So so and and when I when I took on that that ideology, it made it a lot easier for me to accept people for who they are. They're just human at the end of the day. Right, and they're gonna do some some good things in this world. They're gonna do some bad things in this world, but God is in control at all times. And then the second thing that came to my mind is the devil, right? And know that people are not the devil. And the devil, to my knowledge, has used everybody in this world except Jesus Christ. So even in our life, bro, we we had times in our life where the devil was using us. All the time. We just broke free. You feel me? And there's some people that haven't broke free, but that doesn't take away from from his uses. That's what I try to think of when I think of others. Like, he used me just like he using them, so how can I judge them? And and just to add to that point, like, um, when we talk about our freedom, it's not like a self-righteous thing. It's not, um, like, boastful, but it is. It's not that we're boasting in anything of us. It's like, so what, what I can boast in is, the awareness and my knowledge of my desperation and my need of Jesus Christ, exactly. because it's like the, 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 the awareness now that like being woke to the fact that I need to be constantly reliant upon Christ in order to have freedom and victory over sin. Like there is victory in Jesus. I have to remain in Christ. Just like Peter walking on that water. I got to stay focused on Christ. Cause the moment I look away, I'm going to fall back in. And so like, that's the freedom is like, the 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 knowledge and then the willpower to focus on Christ. He says, if he who he will be in perfect peace who keeps his mind stayed upon him, upon Jesus, your mind will always be in peace when you're stayed upon Jesus. And when you're in that peace, there's no room for the devil to come and take that away from you. He can't come in. As long as you're focused on Christ, the devil has no entryway to come in and, and ruin that for you. He he can do all sorts of things outside of you, but he cannot move your inner peace. Mm-hmm. And let me put a reference point to that because you're so right. We're only free because Jesus saved us. That's what Dan is saying right there. We're like we're not free on our own accord. We ain't like figure something out that we ain't know before. The only thing we did figure out is that Jesus is our savior. That's it. It wasn't no like our brains didn't get smarter from then and now. Nah, he really came in our darkest moments and showed us the light. You hear me? Like it's as simple as that. It's like that's that's who Jesus is. Like so, in your darkest moments, when you feel like you there's no way out, you have done every bad thing you can do in your life is over with. Jesus can come and save you, show you the light, and and give you new life. Right? Like I I can testify to that. I know you can too, Dan. Like He gave us new life. I never thought that from where I was, I'd be where I am right now. Recording this podcast with you, I ain't never think I'd be talking about Jesus like this. You feel me? Uh, real, me too. <laughs> like so, so it's real. We want to tell you, like the love of Jesus is real, and and man, you can't you can't love God or love Jesus if you don't love His people, right? Jesus says this in the Bible. He's like the 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 ones that that you treat that are the least of me are is the same as treating me, right? So if you give food to somebody that's hungry, you're giving food to Jesus. Right. If you um, if you put clothes on somebody back that don't have clothes or give somebody shelter that didn't have a home, you're giving it to Jesus. Jesus said, I am the least just like I am the 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 more as well. Right. (laughs) So know that if we continue to look at people as evil and wicked and continue to treat them like that, you may be treating Jesus like that. Yeah. And and that goes in in every aspect. So. Not just talking about like those people that that we know, like celebrities who sold their soul, but that's that's everybody, man. You know the 
the the person next door or your coworker, whoever mistreated you, right? You know, mm-hmm. and um, just treating those people like you know, seeing the good, and, and and like I always try to like put like I think what really helps is try to put yourself in the other person's shoes because we're so selfish as human beings. We only look at things from what benefits us and what's good for us, but. You know, when you you can kind of like see people's reasoning, it's not justifying or sympathizing with sin, but what it is is just realizing like that they are a human being just like you, and so then it's like you start to see like their reasoning behind why like the, the whole psychology thing of why did they do whatever they did to you, and then you know from that point you know it just makes it easier to have forgiveness in your heart. Mm. Yeah, it is. And I want to talk on a point you said earlier, just as far as like we're always against each other, right? Like politicians and, and, and um, racism, right? Um, it, it makes me think even because like people in church, a lot of churches these days are very heavy in politics and they decide mm-hmm. to, to follow certain people depending on their on their politics and their beliefs, right? But the mm-hmm. thing that, that um really kills me and that what Jesus said, it best love your enemy. Mm-hmm. So... If we are to love our enemy, that means we shouldn't have an enemy. The only enemy we should have is the devil, right? Like, like that's the only enemy in this world that we should have. So if you're in a church and you're saying you love Jesus and you're praising God, but then you're against somebody who, who, who had an abortion, right? Or you're against somebody because of the color of their skin. Like, you got to learn to the same Jesus you worship in the church, learn to see that Jesus in that person because right? he's in everyone. Right, like everybody is the body of Christ. Right. So it's mm-hmm. you can't let what people do taint who they are. Our identity is in Jesus Christ, not in our actions, not in what we do. And Jesus has found the the least of the of the people. Like in, in, in as far as their actions, like his disciples were not go go to church good people. You feel me? <laughs> they weren't the holy of the holies. <laughs> they were they were people on the streets doing dirt. And Jesus yeah. grabbed these people and told them to follow him. So if he can grab them, know that he can grab anybody in this world today. And we're That's supposed real. to be his his um his his witness, right? The people that witness for him. His his new disciples, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's us. Yes, sir. Sure. All right, man. Let's let's go on to the next topic. That one that one was fire right there. Right, that one that one was a good one. So the next one, let's the next topic we're gonna go into is how to deal with loneliness in the culture when you're living the kingdom way. Mm. Let me go start this one off then, because this is something that I've been uh, been dealing with um, for the past couple weeks. And what, what I've learned is that, first, first let me get the diagnosis, because some people that's going through this and they may not want to admit it or, or, or know that they're going through it. So there's a such thing as faith fatigue, right? This is why... I, I believe community is so important as far as, as the body of Christ and going to church, right? Because we strengthen each other. So when you don't have that community or you don't have that, that support of body of Christ and you're living in a place where they're doing everything the culture way and nine times out of 10, if you're living somewhere where everybody is doing things the culture way, you can't do none of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I mean culture way, it's like going to the club, you know, smoking, drinking, going to strip clubs, whatever the culture deem is a good time, right? Those may be some of the things. Um, yeah. And and if you're living the kingdom way, you have to restrain from that. Like the Bible calls it self control, right? These are one of the um the the fruits of fruits of the spirit. It's self control. So you have to have self control in things, knowing that you can't do do those things with other people, or you can't um. Uh, parlaying those things. If you let me say the word parlay, this is coming to my mind. But yeah, you can't you can't do those things. And and sometimes in the part where you can't do it, or in the time that you can't do it, you be you become lonely, right? Because oh, yeah. you only can spend so much time with God. <laughs> and I don't say that like yeah, yeah. there's there's not a, a a knock against God. There's just a knock against our flesh or my flesh, mm-hmm. right? Like that's right. Like. The spirit will have a hold on me, but my flesh is fighting as well. Like, bruh, like this ain't this ain't, this ain't doing it for you, right? And that's where I yeah. think the faith fatigue kicks in. So what I had to learn is, man, how to how to one 
appreciate community, right? And, and two, learn how to, to balance out time with God and, and waiting on him, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the thing, this is the trick the devil put in my mind in this time. This will never change. You will always feel, and, and, and it's actually the truth, but the devil puts it in a way where it's a bad thing, right? Because the Bible tells us we're foreigners in this land. Like, if you're living the kingdom way, you're going to be a foreigner to the culture, right? So that's never going to change. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be lonely the whole time. Because right. there are other people out there that, that are foreigners just like you. And, you, and this is where you have to trust in God to group you with those people at the right time when it's right for you. And, you right. and it might be that God is testing you at that time. Can you wait on me? This is what God asked me. Like, this is what I feel God was asking me at the time. Can you wait on me? Can you be still and let me put the right people around you in the time that I feel that you need them? Because mm. in times where you feel like you need community and people, you may just need time with God. Right, you might right. spend some alone time with God to grow yourself. So when you're around that community, that immaturity doesn't come out with the community, it comes out alone by yourself with God. Right. <laughs> so right. so what I what I've learned from this is sometimes if you ever feel like first of all, if you ever feel like this, if you ever feel alone, know that the devil is tricking you. You're never alone. You always got God. And know that God will put people around you in the right time because his time is perfect, not yours. So know when you are by yourself, it's a reason God wants you to be by yourself. And it's not a mistake. Get through it and let and trust God and let him work. All right, Dan, that's, 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 that's my soliloquy. Go ahead. What, what you got to say on this? <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, it just reminds me of um, my pastor, Ben Kremlin, from Talking Rock. Savage Chapel, shameless plug, you know, he baptized me, glory to God. Um, but he uh said that, you know, like our flesh never wants to go into the word of God and seek him. Like we have to lean into the spirit and rely on God. Like we have to open ourselves up to God. Like we gotta will with our willpower, knowing like what we know spiritually, like tell God like I understand that I should have this desire, but my flesh doesn't naturally desire this. Help me to desire this more. And then put the effort in and actually just run to God, you know. And it's easier said than done sometimes. And, and, and you know, the beautiful thing right now is that we have more resources in this modern-day society, especially if you're listening in America where we have so much freedom. Um, because there are countries out there still that where they don't have these resources readily available but here in America and across much of the world right now, we have the Bible available at any moment. And most people even have cell phones now where you can, even if you don't have a physical Bible, you can pull it up almost anywhere. Through Even if you don't have a, um internet data plan, you can go anywhere with free Wi-Fi and you can open up the Bible on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. And that's the day and age we live in, not only the Bible, but so many other books and just so much um, sermons and material, you know, uh, spiritual material on social medias and, you know, podcasts like this one and like just so much. We, we live in a wealth of resources, yet we have a wealth of distractions as well. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, most uh, of society is being duped by the devil and leading into this um, wealth being rich in distractions mm-hmm. and and so we're not spending the time with god and then there's a void and that's where that the loneliness and like what you said comes in and i think yeah like you said uh, oftentimes you know because the, the devil's the prince of this world and 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 all of humanity you know the way to to hell is broad you know it's broadway <laughs> yeah. so all of humanity's following that pattern it's like when you do um decide to walk the narrow path you do find yourself usually alone and but but the thing is elijah felt alone he thought he was the only one in the world and god told him there's seven thousand others there's a whole huge community of people that are doing the same thing you're doing you're not alone but it can definitely feel that way sometimes you feel isolated none none of maybe none of your friends or family um want to walk the same path and i'm blessed to have some friends and family that do but not everyone has that luxury and so when you don't 
understand that God, God is your, your heavenly father, that he's watching out for you mm -hmm. and that you do have brothers and sisters in Christ out there and that you will have those family reunions at the appointed times. God wants us to fellowship. He wants, you know, iron strengthened iron. He wants us to come together and to worship in spirit and truth. Mm -hmm. And so when we set on these paths, we can know it's, it's only a matter of time. Like for me, like I lost a lot of friendships deciding to walk this path, but it was only a matter of time before so many new ones came in that like, including the one I'm talking with right now on this podcast, um, you know, Tyree been a huge blessing to me. And so it's only a matter of time. Like God will connect you with the right people in his perfect timing. And for me, like, um, you know, I just say, praise God. A lot of things aren't necessarily as big temptations to me as they used to be when it comes to like smoking or drinking or going to the club any of that stuff like it's been years for me for all those things but um for me not being a married man it's like becomes like you know i'm in a long distance relationship right now but it becomes a temptation like to be like all the other you know young singles like you know the whole single scene you know beautiful women everywhere and the temptations are everywhere and so then it becomes like you know uh, I used to do this, like, especially when I was totally single, you're single and you want to mingle, you know, but then yeah. it's like, you realize as a Christian, I can't do that. And so it, it's like patience is being developed and it's that character. I believe this is like totally for me necessary before going into marriage, like developing that character on my own beforehand. And like, just for the rest of my life, like being a leader, like I need to develop this patience and it's hard because the, the flesh don't want to be patient for nothing. And it's the same thing, like not only in that aspect, but when it comes to career, when it comes to any goals I have in life that, you know, major goals, a lot of these things are not just uh, uh, easily obtainable. Um, and, you know, do, sometimes God's way seems like so much harder, you know, but it's like that character where it's the refiner's fire. Yesterday I listened to a sermon. It's like the, the, the gold is only kept in the fire until it reflects the image of the goldsmith. And so, like, we were made in God's image, and just like we talked about in our last uh, topic, Tyree says, any goodness that comes from us, even Christ said when he was on this earth, any goodness that came from him came from his father, so he told others not to call him good. So it's like, in order to, for us to reflect God's goodness, sometimes he has to allow trials in our life, and this is just one of, of many. And of course, God never wishes bad on us, but sometimes he allows these things in order that we can reflect his image. And then as soon as we reflect his image, these things are no longer necessary. And that's where you begin to start to, to really open your eyes and see God's blessings in your life. After you've um, been patient and waited on him, he will come through. He always comes through mm -hmm. and he will always deliver. And he will. And the Bible says there is no temptation so great that he will um, not make a way of escape. Facts and and just to to touch on that point, right? Um, Jesus wasn't absolved from pain, so we'll be naive to think that we're absolved from it. See, the fact of, of finding Jesus and and letting Him be your Savior is not that you're never going to feel pain. It's the fact that you're going to have purpose for your pain now. Before we were feeling pain and with no purpose behind it, we just out here living wild and and dealing with the consequences of it, and lit and like slowly but surely continually dying inside right with jesus he gives you new life but with that new life it does comes obstacles trials and tribulations and and two things i want to touch on with loneliness that i thought about when you were talking on sometimes god puts you in a space where you're alone but other times you may put yourself in that space right so i had to really decipher that with me too because in my growing pain i had to learn God put me in this space to learn this about me, but now I have to act on it. The thing I had to learn was if if you're not vulnerable with the people that God has put in your life at that time, you will act out and hurt those same people that you could have been vulnerable with. Big facts. Right? <laughs> if you don't be honest and trust the people to truly tell them how you feel, instead of bottling all those feelings up, thinking like... You can talk to God all the time, right? <laughs> and and I and I promise you, He will help you through the way. But it's gonna come to a point where you're gonna have to talk to somebody else as well, because you cannot do something with God that does not reflect with your with your relationship with people, right? And I had to learn that with me, bro. That's a, that's one of the biggest problems I have, cause I love talking to God. I'll be honest with God all day, twenty four seven, on how I feel without worrying at all, cause it's God. 
But if I can't do the same thing with the people he deemed as his image, right? Because we are the image of God. We are Imago Dei, right? If I can't do that with him, with those people, then I'm going to end up acting out and hurting those people because it was the same with God, right? Like God was there the whole time before I started being so honest and vulnerable with him. He was there the whole time going through all that pain with me and I didn't even know it, right? And, 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 and I would think that, man, God mourns for us in that, right? <laughs> like, you know, the Bible says every time a lost soul is brought back to the kingdom, the, the heavens rejoice, Right, everybody rejoices. Everybody's in praise and clap. Hallelujah. So I think that <laughs> God has to mourn when He sees lost souls that that won't even come to Him or talk to Him. Of course. Right. So that's the same with people. But see, the difference in God can take it. People can't. So yeah. you can hide your true self from them all you want. It's gonna come to a point, and this is what we call judgment. Right? It comes to a point where they start to see that true person. Yeah. And it breaks them because yeah. they emotionally can't handle it. Yeah. So you want to wow. make sure that, that That's a bar, bro. That <laughs> man, I've seen that in my life. That yeah. that that hit me deep. Yeah, man. You want to make sure that at least the people that God has put in your life that you're being they being vulnerable with them, letting them know when you yeah. hurt, letting them know when you feel pain, when you're suffering inside emotionally, when you break it down. Because and the fear is this is what the devil tricks us, right? The fear is you're afraid how they're going to perceive you, right? If you look weak, they'll treat you weak and may not want to be around you. Some, some, sometimes he'll fear you with rejection, right? Sometimes he'll fear you with, with people judging you, right? Um, talking about your name, you like, these are two things. Or he'll hit, sometimes he'll even hit you with anger, right? To avoid arguments, right? This is something that a lot of married people deal with, right? <laughs> we won't talk about how we feel, because we don't want to argue about it. I had to deal with this with my wife. We really had to get through this. Um, and we continuously get through this. I tell her, like, arguing is good. <laughs> like, if we don't know. <laughs> no, I had to tell her that, like, arguing is good. We have to be able to argue with each other. Healthy arguments. Not like useless arguments where you just talk. Let me make you understand. It's not just talking about your spouse and demeanor in them. It's talking about things that you defer in. Right? So the conflict of things that you don't agree on. If you talk about it, it's better than holding it in and never talking about it at all. Because this is where adultery is committed. Right? This this is where, where you feel more comfortable going to a stranger than you do your own spouse because they'll listen to you. But you put in your mind that they'll listen to you, but you ain't even trying to talk to your spouse. You feel me? So, so yeah, be, be aware of that. Like, don't let the loneliness come from just you. If God puts you in a room by yourself, that's good. But if you put you in a room by yourself, it ain't no good in that. It's all bad. For real. For real. And I think, bro, that'll, that'll get us into our next topic. Um, loneliness versus solitude. You know, I think that's a great segue. So if you want to take it away from there, go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, you know, as we develop in our relationship with God, we begin to appreciate First of all, the fact that we're never truly alone because God is always there. So, you know, when you are just living your life in your sins, you often are in, you know, what the Bible calls darkness. So you don't see God there. He's still there when you're in your sins. You cannot run from God. Um, hold on one second. My computer is tripping. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can. Yeah. You can. Okay. You cannot run from God. Jonah tried to do it. That's proof. Like you could be anywhere in the belly of the whale, you could be in the most nasty condition, and God is still right there with you. He he's in the trenches. He's he's in the mud with you. Like it don't matter where you're at. You know you're an addict. You are, you know, jugging and robbing and stealing, and you're doing, you're doing like you know. We're I'm just giving extreme examples, but like God is there in those situations. God is there with the criminals committing these crimes. You know He's there. You know, with the gang members, he's there. Mm -hmm. With you know, the people we deem as low lives in our society, right? He's there with all of them. He's there with the the corporate people that are um, doing you know committing fraud and um, you know all these sorts of things. So God is there when you, whenever with whatever you're doing, the scammers, 
he's there with all of them, but they don't see him there. So when you don't see God there, um, you know, there's, there's two things. One, either you feel like you've gone too far from God. That's, that's one thing that the devil tries to do and, and use our conscience against us to get us to feel like we can't go to God because of what we've done. And the other thing is you feel like as some feel that God really just isn't there. Like he doesn't even exist in that. And you feel comfortable in what you're doing because like you don't feel like there is any sort of moral um, standard to live up to. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's either when you feel like you've strayed so far away from the standard, you can't go back or you feel like there is no standard. And both are just a dangerous place to be in. But but either way, you know, the spirit of God works upon the hearts of, of everyone. And, you know, he, he calls everyone and you're chosen when you accept the calling. So whenever somebody comes out in one of these positions and we're all in one of these categories and we all come out. And obviously some people may not have the extremities of being scammers or robbers and stuff like that. But it's just sin, period. Whatever sin that you are in. And, and you've shut God out of your life um, in the sense of like from your eyesight, he's still there, but you can't see him. When, when you do see him, you you have the realization that he is there and that he does care and that he actually wants to save you from like he's not condemning you, but he just wants to save you from the path that you're on. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you begin to realize that you're not alone. And so then a, a lot of times, too, that actually solves the issue, because a lot of times we're, we're going to sin to fill a void and like the void is just like not not having that relationship with God. And so then when God fills that void for you, you no longer go to these sins. Now you actually begin to appreciate times where it's just you because you know it's never just you. It's, it's actually a, an opportunity for you to hear the voice of God clearly. He says, be still and, and know that I am God. He's, he speaks through a still small voice and it's hard to hear that voice when you're always around people because people are drowning out the voice of God. And it's hard to hear that voice with all the distractions and this is why christ even had when he was on this earth and and if anybody could hear the voice of the, of the father clear enough it was christ because he is god's only begotten son and god spoke directly to him throughout his life yet he even had to retreat to the wilderness after baptism he had to get away from everyone in in, in order to be able to be prepared for the ministry that he was to have on his earth he had to get clear instruction from his father. He had to be able to develop character. And even in the midst of that, in the midst of him, of, of, of that solitude he had with God, the enemy was still there trying to drown out God's voice, trying to, to tell him lies and tell him the opposite of what God was telling him. Mm -hmm. And so that also becomes the important thing within solitude is recognizing God's voice because oftentimes the difference between loneliness and solitude can be what voice are you listening to. The devil will try to tell you you're lonely. But God is telling you here, I, I have made a time for you to commune with me. And um, I even want to bring up um, your cousin, Nomi. She actually makes these posts all the time on Instagram. And she talks about isolation and how these periods of isolation that God gives us are for us, like for our development and for our peace and sanity. And it's like we need this stuff. Like if you look at all the great leaders in the Bible, Moses, Jesus. Elijah, like all these people, they had to go and separate themselves, um, you know, in, in order to be prepared for the life that God wanted for them and for the great things God had them to do. Like in order to be any sort of leader in this world and to be able to have an effect on other people, you have to have yourself developed by your leader. Like you got to go to your source. It goes back to the principle of source channel, which is God being our source, Christ being the channel of of the of the source of his heavenly father and then christ being the source of a, of a man and a man channeling christ to others whether that be in a husband wife relationship or whether that be in a leadership role the leader channeling to the followers mm -hmm. one time for my cousin nomi on time right there she know what i mean by that but um yeah i agree with you bro um, and the thing that i thought about was solitude it's crazy how God works. So two people that I know that spent time in jail, and I only know two people that spent time in jail, right? But the two people that I know that spent a, a large amount of time in jail knew the Bible like the back of their hand. Mm. Or know the Bible like the back of their hand. Let me say that. 
Right, so it, it it shows me like that time when you ain't got nothing. Like jail is solitude. That's uh, solitary. That's what they call it. Right? Solitary confinement. <laughs> solitary confinement, bro. So you ain't got no nothing, no time but to spend it to the word. If you take that time and you really dedicate yourself to God, man, you will come out wholer than anybody has ever, than anybody that's ever been that hasn't been in jail. Right, not to say so. Don't get me wrong, people. You don't have to go to jail <laughs> to, to get into the work. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it shows you how important solitude is. Right, so if you can do it comfortably at your home, you know, in your like cozy apartment, I would I would uh say do that instead instead of trying yeah. to get locked up. But but spend Hurry time up. with God. Spend a long time with God um daily. Right, like. I agree with that, bro. Like, and it's a difference. Like, when you're in solitude, you're spending time with God, so you know, like, God is there. And it's something we had talked about even with um Sabbath, right? It's something that I had to work on myself with Sabbath. When I first started doing Sabbath, it was just rest, right? Like, that's what I thought it was. You just rest. And however, in my own wisdom, that's how I rest. Like, so it was watching Netflix or just laying in the bed. I'm resting. That's Sabbath. <laughs> but nah, that's not Sabbath. Like, if you're just sitting in the bed watching Netflix or if you're just ain't on your phone or listening to music, that's distractions. Yeah. That's all that is. Like, emotionally, you're distracting yourself so you don't have to deal with what's inside. Solitude, when you take all those distractions away, the emotions come out. But now you mm -hmm. have that time to spend with God and give it to him. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, everything you're feeling. And man, when I started transitioning from distractions to solitude, I learned that emotionally, well, I was hurt because I would just be sitting down, like listening to some worship music and I would break down. Like literally, I would break down, like hands on the ground, like in, in tears, like grieving to God. Right. Like, and that's dealing with it. Like. Well, I think the Bible calls it wailing, right? Like wailing. I was wailing the guy, bro. I was, um, yeah, I was, I was feeling it, but it, it felt, it felt good because I was releasing it. You ain't gonna do that watching a Netflix movie. You might be crying at the scene, but it ain't got nothing to do with you feeling inside. It ain't got nothing to do with what's hurting you inside. And you gotta take that time in solitude. And I think. Go back to those two people I know that's from prison. I think in that time, they had did so much stuff in their life to their point where in solitude, they had that time to just weep and grieve it to God, mm. right? Like, like take everything, all the mistakes they made in their past, they had that time to give it to God and have him transform them within that time. And, and yo, that's big facts, what you said about the, the Netflix joint about how you might cry, but it's not something from you. I think that that speaks to a larger issue in society of programmed emotions. Mm. So we're being oftentimes, um, we are being programmed like what we should think and how we should feel. And we're reactive instead of proactive. So we're just reacting to what's being put in front of us, mm. um, on a daily. And that's why we, when we talked about that division earlier, it's like people, you know all these reactions actually cause division because it's like um the hegelian principle i don't know if you know about this is actually a um secret society principle comes from the jesuits i don't want to get like once again i want to see the good in people so like man shout out to jesuits for saint jude hospital and all the good they do for the kids mm -hmm. but there is a dark side you know and so i gotta like this is not to bash nobody but there is a dark side to right. the jesuit society and, you know, just like there's good and evil in, in like a lot of things in this world. And so when we're speaking on the dark side, you know, we can just talk about the dark ages real quick. The persecution, all the millions of Christians that they killed. And one of the principles that they had in being able to successfully like conquer all these nations and be able to control nations as the Catholic Church did for such a long time. And they're doing, you know, in a different way these days. But uh, one of their principles was the Hegelian principle is create the problem create controversy and then present the solution mm -hmm. so we're constantly um having these manufactured problems in our society like you know from behind the scenes mm -hmm. and then the whole idea is to create controversy so we want people to be angry at each other 
so then we can present a solution which is what we wanted to do the whole time you know mm-hmm. from from the jump but we couldn't do this without a conflict and without a controversy so we got to really have the self-awareness to see like where do i where do i stand for myself you know what are my beliefs god wants me god wants me to have freedom of choice he wants me to choose and make decisions for what i believe in what i stand for based on myself and not based on on what somebody wants me to think what somebody else wants me to feel you know not and that's uh you know for me it's like I, i've had to tune out of like a lot of the hype even within christianity and like start to to really just see like the, the the character of christ by beholding you become changed so god god is love so as i see god's love i no longer um have to you know just do like you know just because i I've been given these examples in Christianity. I don't have to follow them. I need to follow the example of Christ. And when you do that, then boom, you're able to then process your own emotions, your own thoughts, and bring everything in captivity to Christ. Like that's what you said. When you're grieving into God, you bring everything in captivity to Christ, and then he orders your ways aright. So it's like he'll He'll take all that. He'll take all your burdens upon him, and then he makes your yoke easy. Your burden is light because his yoke is easy. His burden is light. He then gives it back to you and says, okay, I'm going to give this to you my way. And when you allow him, then he actually changes. So then your your own thoughts and feelings start to change. So the things that you once love, you now hate, like the psalmist says, mm-hmm. and all these things, like the changes are brought in from Christ, not from you. But you have to go to Christ and give that and give that over to him. And you got to like separate, you know, yourself from like society in order to be able to do that because society is going to try to control you and, and make you have thoughts and emotions that are not even yours. And that's what the devil loves to do. He loves to force things on people. So when you actually remove yourself from the influence of Satan and and from the influence of like satanic society, that's when you can actually understand yourself more because the Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. No man may understand it. We understand ourselves once we get to understand Christ more because Christ understands us better than we understand ourselves. So he can reveal us to ourselves. That's when we look in his law, the law is a mirror to show us our condition. Then when we see our condition, a lot of times it's not pretty. And that's when we have the remorse. That's when we have the guilt. And then we give that over to God and God says, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Here's This is the way. Walk ye in it. Beautiful. Yes, we can end it right on that note right there. That was beautiful. Shout out to Jesus. One time for Jesus, y'all. One time for Jesus. Yes. yes. All, right. All right, Dan, man. Um, Before we end, I want to put a teaser for the next episode because something you said made me think about our next topic that we should go on. Um, I think our next topic should be on cancel culture because it's so real that man, we're being programmed to... To, to emotionally react to things and what we don't like. And like you said, it might have been what they wanted us to not like from the beginning. It was the whole mm-hmm. plan. So, yeah, that's next episode. Tune in, y'all. That's what we going to get into. That's going to be one of the topics. Cancel culture. Definitely. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. And then we have a new song today. Well, it's not new because you heard it in the intro, but we're going to play it again. Shout out to my boy, Trey's Art. Thank you for giving us the intro to the podcast. You are going to be the feature for our podcast this week. Um, so we're going to play Trey Zark, Safe in His Blood, right after prayer. Lit. Dear Heavenly Father, you are gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, abundant in loving kindness, Lord. Lord, forgive us in times where, where we forget about you in times of loneliness, Lord. When we when we when when the devil tricks us and they really think we alone, when you write there all the time, Lord. So thank you, Lord, for continuously being by our side, Lord, never leaving us, Lord. Thank you for, for giving us solitude, Lord. Thank you for giving us a chance to spend with you and and really emotionally give all our feelings to you so you can manage them correctly and allow us to go out and do your will correctly, right? Not our will, but your will, Lord. Continue to give us that, Lord. Let it be your will and not our will that's done, Lord. Let us continue to reach people that you want us to reach, Lord. Everything that we do, let you be the leader of our plan, you know, the, the anchor to our ship, Lord. Allow us to move in every way that you deem good. In Jesus' name I pray.
Hey, what up, family? This song is called Safe in His Blood. I go by the name of Trey Zark. I wrote this song as a source of inspiration to let myself know that I'm safe in the blood of Jesus Christ. He changed my reasons, and through every season, he never changed. And growing up in the Bronx, New York wasn't easy, and I wanted to let the people know that he can find you in any hood, any city. You just gotta call out to the name of Jesus Christ. Shout out to the Holy Spirit. Shout out to Harry Banks. Safe in his blood on all platforms yeah. by Trey Zark. Salute. I'm safe in his blood. I'm not who I was. He came to the hood. He showed me his love. I'm safe in his blood. 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 I had to change my reasons. I had to give it to Jesus. Okay. He's the only reason I'm breathing. I'ma have joy for no reason. Devil try to stop me, he's sneaking. Try to catch me right while I'm sleeping. I peeped it. Sun in the house fell heavy. I had to change my setting. I had to change my setting. Hold up, my house. Holy Spirit, wild out. My God always working. He don't take no time out. I'm safe in his blood. I'm not who I was. He came to the hood. He showed me his love. I'm safe in his blood. 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 Back outside. We back outside. If it's done in the dark, it will come to light. Ain't no right. It's on sight. Cause the devil came to work, but I came to fight. I'ma take back my mind. I got Jesus Christ. Never try to feed me lies. I ain't gonna eat those lies. Hold up, my house. Holy Spirit, wild out. My God always working. He don't take no time out. I'm safe in his blood. I'm not who I was. He came to the hood. He showed me his love. I'm safe in his blood. 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 First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus.